that bot would run and send connection requests to recruiters um, on my behalf. And within a week, I was able to add 100 plus recruiters to my network. Hi guys, if you're still looking for an internship, this is definitely the episode for you. Today I'm sitting down with Kai Lash, who is a software engineer at Microsoft, and he's talking about how he found a way to stand out in a system where every single job application has hundreds of applicants. He originally posted uh, the story on Medium, and he's already had interns reaching out to him saying that they were about to give up and he had some really great ideas in his Medium article. So I would listen to this episode. There are great ideas up till the very last minute on how you can get an internship and stand out. Um, and take some notes. And if this helps you, send a note to techintern.com or the Tech Intern Instagram page. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode. Wow, welcome to the show, Kailash. How's it going? Hey, thanks, Jason. I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, where are you right now? I'm in Seattle. Oh, yeah, and it's it's a pretty gloomy day out there, eh? Oh, it always is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to I wanted to just ask you to to talk a little bit about your background and uh, introduce everybody to to who you are and what you work on. Right. Okay. So my name is Kailash Singh Moria, uh, and I'm a software engineer at Microsoft, and uh, I, I work with the Bing Ads team. Um, I'm part of a really big organization, and I'm part of one of the teams that which helps perform simulations. So we 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 work with and we play with data science models, and I'm one of the members of the team. So I'm, it's really exciting working with so many smart people every day. Um, and I've been that for almost six months now uh, with Microsoft. Before working with Microsoft, I was working with Amazon. I was working on Alexa and all of their Alexa announcements product. It was really amazing. So that's what I've been doing uh, at Microsoft Yeah, and my, my past working history. Wow. Um, and so how long have you been in the, the tech industry since graduation? Um, so I graduated in May of 2018. So I've been in the tech tech industry for around, around two years. Yeah. But wow. before working, uh, before this, I was also working in India. So I worked with a software company for almost two years back in India before coming to the States. Yeah. Right. And you got your, your master's at USC. Is that right? Yes. I yep. got my master's at USC. Yes. So, um, just to let everybody know, like uh, I came across an article that you wrote uh, a few weeks back, and more or less, I thought it was absolutely incredible um, how you managed to get yourself an internship uh, just by you know tearing down roadblocks. Um, and so it was all kind of around this idea of automating the process of of internships. So do you want to talk to me about kind of how you you got to that point? You came to that idea. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, while I was a student at USC, and um, so I, I started my master's degree in 2016. And uh, the moment you get into a master's course, um, one of the major focus of uh, you being there is to find an internship. So students, they start applying to internships right from their first semester. Um, and because you've got two semesters, so if you, if you join into the fall program, you have around two semesters to get a, a get an internship because everyone does a summer internship, right? So right when you start working, uh, start your master's program, everyone's applying, you've got career fairs. So I did all of that. So I talked to my um, seniors, I talked to a lot of people. I went to the career uh, center at USC, getting more information and tips, uh, polishing my resume. I did so many things, you know? And then uh, 
everyone has been doing that. So everyone said that, okay, you should go to networking events. You should increase your network. Um, so I've been working on LinkedIn and uh, a lot of stuff that everyone has been doing. But even after doing all of that, a lot of people was were, were telling me, and even I was experiencing the same thing that, oh, you know what? The, the number of callbacks or the number of interviews that everyone is, get, is getting is, is really low. So the amount of efforts and the time that you put in to uh, apply to software positions or soft internship positions versus the results that you were getting, that was really low. And I was like, this is some, we're, we're missing something. We're, we're probably not doing it the right way. Maybe is it the resume or maybe is it the process or is it, uh, people start to question if it's, if it's them, like maybe they're not good enough. Right. So all of those things, they start to play with you and they really affect your motivation of applying to software companies. So uh, start from the first semester, um, I attended career fairs. We used to have a lot of career fairs at USC. Um, around 100, 150 software companies would come uh, and their HR representatives would come and we would stand in long lines and we would stand there for hours and hours just to get that two minutes oh, with wow. their, right? Everyone does that. Now you've got hundreds of people standing in one line uh, talking to one recruiter or one HR person. Now that HR person is gonna talk to hundreds of candidates every day. Now, how do you stand out, right? right. How do you make an impression? And you only get two or three minutes to talk. So it is really hard to make an impression there. I hardly got any interviews from that, um, from those career fairs. I got maybe two or three uh, out of uh, maybe four or five career fairs that I attended. Wow. Yeah, it was really, it was really low. Mm. So, um, so I've been attending the career fairs I've been also attending networking events. Now, a lot of students don't do that. A lot of students may probably just apply online. Um, they would up, uh, reach out to recruiters on LinkedIn, but they don't do the networking events. They don't attend the networking event. And in my experience, it has been really amazing. It has been really, um, it opens your mind. And also a lot of people are shy. They're not so open to, you know, just walk into a networking event where you don't know anyone and right. just talk. Yeah. Talk to a stranger, introduce yourself. So if it, even if it doesn't get you an interview, it still teaches you a lot about how to share or how to talk to strangers and how to create connection within that, that 10 minutes, right? So those were the things, um, apart from just applying online, I was still doing. You know, I was applying, uh, I was going to networking events, career fairs, I was reaching out to recruiters on LinkedIn, um, and then I was applying online as much as possible. Um, but in retrospect, I saw that, you know what, this process or all of the things that I'm doing, it's not giving me enough results. And I right. need to take that back. I need to do something else. So I try to understand how it actually works. So what happens is when you apply to a software position, um, all the major tech companies, they use ADS, applicant tracking system, right? It's, and they run, a they run an algorithm to uh, rank or uh, create a relevance score between your resume versus your um, oh, okay. job description, right? Yep. Because even for them, they get thousands of applications, even for one position, right? So they also need some sort of automation or algorithm to filter out. I should maybe work on improving and personalizing my resume. So I started doing that. I used to personalize all of my resumes and I had access to this one tool called JobScan. And JobScan would help me uh, calculate the relevance of my resume uh, versus the um, the job description. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was able to calculate a score. Like, okay, um, 
I'm getting a 60% match between my resume and the and the job description. So maybe I should tweak a bit. I, I should change some keywords. I should uh, maybe instead of this project, I should mention that project because it is more relevant to this job description. So I did all of those things, right? And then I would start uh, personalizing my resume and then applying. I did that. And even after doing that, uh, I was not able to see major um, change in the results that I was getting in the callbacks. Um, so I thought, okay, maybe I, I, um, maybe I need to improve my numbers, right? So I talked to one of my USC professors and he said, it's, it's all a game of numbers. The more company you apply to, the better are your chances of getting an interview. Right. So I said, okay, like, um, I want to skip the ADS altogether, right? I'm not able to break it down even after personalizing my resume. I'm not able to go through that ADS filtration system or the, or increase my chances of getting an interview. So maybe, you know what? I need to talk to humans, <laughs> actual humans. I want to reach out to actual recruiters or actual people working at the companies that I want to work with. And I said, okay, what can I do? Um, and then I, I had this, I had a couple of ideas. And uh, as you read in the article, I tried some of them. So one of the major art ideas that I had was to create a bot that would apply to software companies on my behalf. And I would just say, you know what? I just want to target software engineer jobs, uh, software engineer internships in Los Angeles. So these were two or three parameters I would give, uh, insert the resume or give it the resume as an input and then tell uh, the automation or the bot to apply to positions on my behalf. Um, if, you're, if you're aware, uh, there are a lot of UI automation tools for example, Selenium, right? Yeah. They can help you automate a lot of UI stuff and you don't have to do it manually. Yeah. And I thought maybe I, could, I can do that. But the challenge with, with that approach was that application process for every company is different. They, they all use a different tool to apply or to manage applicants. So yeah. some of the people may be using ZipRecruiter. Uh, some of them may be using their own personal career portal. Um, everyone is different. So the challenge that I saw with that approach was that I would have to teach my bot uh, to learn the application process of every different company and it would vary a lot. Defeating CAPTCHAs, remembering a master set of questions um, and all, a, a lot of different stuff. It was really complex and I didn't have so much time. Right. So I thought of other approaches. So maybe, okay, um, I'm doing this one thing. I'm, I'm reaching out to recruiters on LinkedIn so what I do is I search for that recruiter um, or maybe just internship recruiters or software engineering recruiters at Microsoft and Amazon at Cisco and all of those things. I was doing this over and over again. And then uh, I thought, okay, you know what? This, there should be a way to automate this. <laughs> just like any other software engineer, if it takes for you five minutes to do something, all the software engineers think, how can I automate this? Yeah, exactly. So many memes on that, which is hilarious. But yeah, I thought that, okay, I think I can automate this process, you know? Uh, and I started working on Python script. Uh, I had I had some experience with Selenium working in, um, just had, I'd known that Selenium exists. Uh, it is something that people use for UI automation. And I thought, okay, maybe I can use this. So I wrote a script. It didn't take me a long, it didn't take me more than a day. It was super fast. Uh, it was just a basic script. So I wrote a script, used Selenium, and I said, okay, you know what? I gave it the list of uh, 100 companies and that bot would run and send connection requests to recruiters um, on my behalf. And it was just done in maybe, I don't know, uh, an hour or so, I think an hour or so. So wow. yeah, within an hour, I had hundreds of uh, LinkedIn requests sent out to recruiters 
and within a week i was able to add 100 plus recruiters to my network wait so can i can i ask a question here so i i love using selenium to to automate this process i actually recently started using selenium to automate like my own website stuff and uh it's actually really easy it's really useful you just have to know a bit of css selector stuff and you can start uh jumping in so what my question is so i i did this automation task with selenium and it was like a, a twitter bot or something and it was like following people right and the mm -hmm. problem is that after a certain point it's like you follow like 60 people or something they throttle you like they block you and say you've sent too many re connection requests so yeah. my my question is how did you not get blocked doing that Yes, absolutely. So, so I did this experiment in maybe 2017, right? So I'm, I'm not sure if they had all of those uh, blocking techniques. Sometimes you have to implement a rate limiter so that you don't exceed your connection request uh, limit, uh, although there is no limit, uh, but they have some limits in order to identify if it's a human or if, it, if, or if it's a bot, right? So make sure you don't exceed that. Um, I've also, um, in, in 2017, maybe their systems were not that good enough. So I didn't get blocked. I didn't get throttled uh, that much. Um, so maybe I did the, the, that in maybe a good amount of time. But if, if you, you want to do it now, I would suggest understanding the throttling limits and how they recognize uh, if it's a bot operating the system. Uh, and stay well, well below that limit and also put a daily limit. So, okay, maybe I'll only send a follow request to 30 people a day and then resume doing that next day. Right. So, yeah, maybe you can implement that. That would help. Yeah, and uh, what I found also for, for me is that um, when I was running the script to test it, a lot of the times I was like logging in a lot um, yeah. just to get it to work. And so what I did is I created a, an additional account just for like, you know, getting kind of the script to work in the first place before I started running it on my personal account because I figured if I was to run it on my personal one, then they would ban me and then it's just game over right there, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's a really smart thing. That's a really smart thing. And I've done that before one of the Instagram accounts that I was automating. So absolutely, you want to do all of your testing on a completely separate account. Um, and then once your script is absolutely ready and it's doing what you expect it to do, uh, it's then when, when you use it with your account. So you, it's not fun getting blogged on LinkedIn. It's not fun getting blogged <laughs> on any other, because you build a network, you build your own uh, people uh, and all of your posts and activity, they're all associated with your account. So I would recommend people who, whoever are trying, um, try it just like what you did, create a test account, perfect your script, and then actually use it on your um, personal account. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for answering that. So let's, uh, where were we, where do we leave off? So yeah, so I wrote that LinkedIn bot, I was able to add hundreds of recruiters to my network. But the problem with that approach was everyone was doing it, right? No one, um, it was not making me stand out. It, it was not something that would um, immediately grab attention of the recruiter, right? So everyone was doing that. Thousands of people connect with a single recruiter every day looking for internship. And I see a lot of people doing that mistake and I did the same thing. Um, if a recruiter would, uh, send out a uh, opportunity post. I would say I would just comment with one text or uh, with one word interested and that's it <laughs> And then I've made all of those mistakes and I've learned that it doesn't work. You got to have a different approach Yeah, so I was reaching out to rec uh, recruiters on LinkedIn, but I was just gonna be yet another candidate uh, Reaching out to that particular recruiter. I'm still running into that issue where thousands of people talk to one recruiter and it's hard to make an impression It's hard to stand out because that funnel is already 
uh, very um, occupied or, or it's already saturated with a lot of candidate, candidates. So, okay, so I thought, okay, maybe I need one another thing. I think maybe I need to get into, um, I, need, I need them to read my resume, right? That was my ultimate aim. Like if only they can read my resume and not my resume doesn't get filtered by ADS, I just want them to just bypass ADS and make them read my resume. So I thought a couple of ideas and I saw my, um, every day we get this emails by a lot of people. We, we may have subscribed to them, we may have not subscribed to them, but we get this cold email, right, from a lot of people. And cold calling, cold emailing approach, um, I was not that aware of, and I had no idea how to do that or what it, what it is in the first place. So I read a couple of articles, I read how you're supposed to write and or craft an email before you cold call or cold email someone. And um, I, I got to know like, okay, maybe this is something that I can do. If I can just get the email IDs of the recruiters or the people working at those companies uh, and send them my resume, like pitch myself, send them my resume, um, maybe, maybe, just maybe, I can get them to read my resume. And um, the good part about that is you're bypassing ADS, you're increasing your chances of getting your resume reviewed by the recruiter because you're not getting um, stuck in that algorithm or that funnel. Uh, also, um, you're skipping, you're like trying to access a back door. Now to get into any of this, any of the, maybe a restaurant or a bar, you know, there's always a back door. You can always get in. You may see people standing in long lines outside from the front entrance, but, but there's always a back door which can get you in within minutes. So I thought, okay, you know what? This email marketing or this emailing, cold emailing is my way of getting in from the back door. So I thought, okay, how can I get the emails? Like, I have no idea how can I get the emails. I've seen, um, I've seen um, a lot of places, um, but they have their whole website set up and then maybe like a newsletter. And then they, they, they ask you, if you're interested in our newsletter, sign up, send your email, and then that's how you subscribe to them. And I thought, I don't have something like that. I don't have a website. I don't have something that people can subscribe to. I'm not creating content. So I thought, uh, okay, how can I get, like, how can I still get it? Um, so I was all, I used to watch a lot of Y Combinator's videos and I used, I was fascinated. I'm still fascinated by all of the founders, all of the, entrepreneurs who are um, part of the Y Combinator program and how they build their business and how to build a business and all of those things. And I was really amazed by everything they do. So I was just exploring Y Combinator's website and I remembered, you know what, there was a section where they've mentioned a list of all the companies they've sponsored or they've invested in till date. And in 2017, it, that number was around a thousand. Today, if you see, there are around 2,000 companies that are invested, uh, that Y Combinator had invested in. So I thought, okay, 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 I got it. So I have a list of companies, I have 1,000 companies, and definitely they would, they would mention some sort of email on their website, right? Maybe a support email, or maybe, maybe a, uh, um, a CEO's email, or maybe some developer's email. So I thought, okay, I think I can, I think I can do one thing. I can write a scraper that can visit all of those websites, uh, parse the HTML content of those web pages. And I have used a rejects, uh, uh, email rejects that would filter from the HTML content or only the email IDs. And then I said, okay, I think maybe this can work. This can actually work. So I wrote a scraper and um, yet again, again, 
scraper uh, or even the automator on all of those tools or all of those scripts are super easy. If you know computer science, every, anyone can do it. It's not that hard. So I wrote that scraper in just one day. And um, I gave the list of uh, 1,000 companies as input uh, from the Y Combinator's website. And um, I wrote the scraper such that it would visit each of the 1,000 websites and it would visit, visit uh, two levels deep into that website from the homepage. So visit the homepage, gather all of the URLs that are mentioned on that homepage, and then visit that oh. and then do the same thing, right? So do that for two levels deep. Nice. So I did that for 1,000 websites. The scraper executed or ran for seven or eight hours. By the end of seven or eight hours, uh, I saw, um, I went to sleep, I got up, and then I saw the result. And then I saw that in the result, I had around more than 1,000 email IDs. And I was crazy. I thought, whoa, this is awesome. This is, I actually got email IDs from so many people. Um, and I was super pumped. I was super excited. You know, one of those projects which, in which you are so focused and so enthusiastic and, and excited about that it doesn't let you sleep and it doesn't let you, you don't feel sleepy at all. So I was working on that thing for almost like four or 5 a.m. straight, non, without any, um, without any drowsiness or any sleepiness. And then uh, when, when it finished execution, uh, I had around more than 1,000 email IDs. I filtered through all of those email IDs manually, uh, and there were a lot of invalid email IDs. I've mentioned that on the article as well. There were a couple of invalid email IDs as well, so I filtered them out. I had a bunch of around 850 um, valid email IDs. Then I had access to USC's SMTP server. So one of those SMTP server, I explored the Unix mail command in which you just type mail, uh, the recipient email ID, the text or the email content, and that's it. And the SMTP server would send an email on your behalf to that recipient email ID. And when you receive that email ID, uh, when you receive that email in your inbox, you wouldn't feel as if it was sent by a bot or it was sent by an automation tool. You would feel as if I've sent uh, you cannot detect that it was sent by a bot. So you would feel that it was sent by me personally. So I created my content. I was I pitched myself. I included links for uh, my resume, my projects, my GitHub, and everything. I used Bitly so that you can get statistics on how many people clicked that link because I wanted to track how many people read my resume and what was the success rate, success rate of me doing that. So I did all of that, created the content, executed another Python script to send 850 emails. They were all sent within a minute. And then within just um, within just 10 or 15 minutes of it, my my email account was flooded by with around 50 or 60 emails uh, from Gmail saying that they were unable to deliver email to that particular email ID. So it turns out it, there was a couple of email IDs that were not valid or they were maybe terminated or there was something wrong with them. Right. So I, I got to know about them. Uh, and then, okay, after this, um, I started seeing people actually reading my resume. I was also monitoring my bitly statistics on how many people opened my resume, how many people have read it. And uh, I started getting replies from people and I got all sorts of replies like, okay, there were like four different types of replies. They were like, how did you reach out to us? How did you find us? People, some people were surprised, like, how did you find us? Another one was, oh, we don't have any internship positions, but thank you for reaching out. Uh, third one was, I didn't realize that I had actually sent 
my email to support email IDs. You know, you know those uh, support emails when people get. Uh, if you are a startup, you have a support email ID, and people would email you on that email saying that you know what I'm facing certain issue with your product, and I would need your help with this. So those were the email IDs, and I didn't realize that I forgot to filter those email IDs from my right. list. Right, right. So when I sent the email, I got replies from people uh, saying that oh, this is not the right channel. This is uh, for the support. But there were few people who were the support engineers who forwarded my resume to the HR or to the right person to look at. And that gave me a really interesting perspective. That was a really interesting learning that even though you may think that certain people may not help you or uh, certain channels are not are dedicated for certain things, um, there are always people willing to help you, right? You right. just have to reach out to them. So those were the things that I really learned by those examples. Uh, and then the other bunch of people um, who replied, who were surprised that I reached out to them, some of them were not even from United States. Some of them from were from maybe um, China or maybe they're from Lisbon or they were from um, uh, Kenya or all different parts of um, the world. And I, I, that's when I realized that why Combinator invest in, invests in companies all over the world. I, I thought that I had this assumption that they only invest in USA. So for other types of replies, I got, I started getting replies with people who read my resume and they were interested. They really liked the work that I'd done and it kind of aligned with what they wanted and what they were looking for in an intern. So I set up a couple of interviews uh, after that and um, fast forwarding, I got an internship with uh, uh, a, a drone startup or, or an autonomous airplane delivery company. It's, it's called Volanzi. It was in San Francisco and they use autonomous airplane or maybe now they focus on drones to deliver payloads anywhere you want. So I was super excited because I was talking directly to the co-founders to get the uh, to get my internship or to interview with them. So uh, it was something very amazing that the single piece of code that I wrote, uh, and it just took me a day or two to finish, uh, it actually gave me um, an internship and put me in touch with the co-founders and directly talk to them and pitch myself to them. Right. So, that was an interesting um, experiment that I did in which I tried to figure out, you know what, there's something wrong with, or there's something not working with the current way I'm applying to positions and internships. I need to do something else. I need to do, do something to um, escape all of the competition. I need to find a way to get in, get my foot into the company, right? To yeah. get my foot into the company using the back door. So I'm so glad that I did that. And it actually helped me uh, reach out and be more visible to a lot of people. So it's important to see uh, if you're doing something and if you're not getting the results, you need to take a step back and understand how you can change something, use technology uh, to to make your life better. Right? Yeah. So that's that's what I did. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, you found a way to to make yourself stand out. And uh, for for people listening, you know, it's not the only way to to make yourself stand out. Like I could think of going even more personal, where you if it wasn't COVID, uh, just show up at the office and be like, here's my resume. Let me give it to someone like put it on your desk. There it is. You know, that's another way that you can make yourself stand out. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and I also like what you said about how some support engineers just forwarded your email, which makes me think about the automation of LinkedIn that you did at the beginning and think maybe you were a little bit, uh, too assumptuous when you, um, only 
connected with recruiters because that would be the normal way into a company. But if you'd connected with regular engineers, for all you know, they would have forwarded your resume onto the HR reps and it would have been more personal. Exactly. And that's something that I missed and I should have done that. And I should have used my LinkedIn um, bot to actually target the people, right? Or the people working because they, they don't get a lot of people reaching out to them for um, positions. Sometimes people do, right? But if you actually target maybe the hiring manager or maybe the, the person who actually works in that team, they can look at your resume and they can actually um, tell their hiring manager or their manager that I came across a good profile, I came across a good resume. And a lot of times what used to happen is while I was working at Amazon, um, we used to have um, some positions that uh, our team was hiring for. And our manager would tell us like, if you have some good candidates, send them my way, right? So there are a lot of people uh, in every company in, in which um, they're, they're looking to hire people. They're looking to hire smart engineers. Now, if there's a way you were aware of that uh, opportunity, um, you could have got that interview, right? So if you directly interacted with the engineer or the hiring manager. Um, so instead of, in addition to running the LinkedIn bot with recruiters only, you can run it for software engineers, uh, hiring managers, and that would be really good. It would help you to stand out. Like, because what happens is when you apply to positions, uh, it goes through ADS, then there's recruiter, then there's hiring manager, right? So the recruiter um, filters and sorts and uh, kind of gets the top 10 from the list of uh, resumes. Then it forwards that to um, the hiring manager. Now, if you can find a way to directly reach the hiring manager, skipping all of that, that is interesting, right? right. So this is one of the ideas that I think would be helpful is if you're interested in a position, try to find a contact from inside, from in, within that company and try to identify who the hiring manager is. Once you get the hiring manager, reach out to the hiring manager directly and impress him or impress her, right? And I, I'm pretty sure that would increase your chances of getting reviewed and getting an interview because if you impress that person, he would be, he would be more interested in talking directly to you Right. So you right. skip a whole lot of filtration and competition directly reaching out to um, hiring manager. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a fantastic story. I'm glad that like in the end, um, you know, you ended up getting that internship that you really desired. So that was really cool. Absolutely. All right. So thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I've heard all of other podcasts and they're really amazing. So you're doing a great job. Keep doing it. You're helping a lot of interns. So thank you for having me. Thanks so much. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know that I definitely learned something. Um, and please don't forget, reach out techintern.com or the Tech Intern Instagram handle and we can set up a coffee chat or a resume critique or something like that. Thanks so much. I'll see you next Monday.